Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning. I also want to thank my loyal listeners who have been logging on to the show and listening, as well as sending me information as it relates to some of the topics that we have been discussing. Again, I want to first give honor to God for blessing me, picking me up this morning. I also want to basically make sure that we continue to pray for our government. Uh, we continue to pray for those that are in office, as well as pray, pray for our family, our friends, our preachers, and everyone else, because right now things are getting so out of control. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about deliverance. Now, we all have sinned, and we all have fallen short of his glory. However, when one is sick and tired of being sick and tired, who can they go to to be delivered from what is holding them back? And today we're not going to be judging anyone. We're not going to be talking about, well, at least I didn't do this and you could do that. But by that same token, there are a lot of individuals that have been delivered from a lot of different things. But yet there are those individuals, and some still believe that it's not possible. Myself, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, so I hear a lot of stuff. I work with a lot of clients, and a lot of times I hear individuals say or they talk about their struggles, and some will say, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. And there's a biblical saying that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I want you to know that change is possible. Now, to join in on the conversation, give me a call, 516-387-1914. I'm waiting for the individuals that's going to join me on this show to call me in. Haven't heard from them yet. So, again, give me a call, 516-387-1914. Hi, Joanne. I see you on Facebook. I'm about to put this phone down so I can get ready with the show. If you at home with Tammy, tell Tammy I said she better call in. So, again, today's topic is deliverance. Now, I'm going to go to Facebook so I can get ready with the show. So, click on the link if you want to hear. Bye-bye. Now, when we talk about deliverance and what do that mean, how can I be delivered? Who is capable of being delivered? And I want you to know anyone can be delivered. And one can be delivered from a lot of different things. A lot of, and sometimes it don't even have to be a thing. It could be being delivered from a person. Because sometimes in life we can have some things on us that can be just weighing us down so heavily, and it could be such a stronghold to where we may feel that there is just no way out. But we have to remember there is a God. Now, I remember, I don't even say I remember, I was trying to figure out why do these topics come into my spirit? What is this about? Sometimes individuals will say, Jeanette, hey, you know what, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? And I'll say, okay, no problem. And in other cases, stuff just drop into my spirit. Now, I'm looking at something, and it indicates what is deliverance. And is it biblical? Now, the answer to this question, it indicates in gotquestions.org, and it says, what is deliverance and deliverance ministry, and is it biblical? 
Generally agreed upon definition of deliverance ministry will usually focus on casting out demons or spirits in an attempt to solve problems related to specific demons. For example, one of the things they talk about in deliverance ministries, and they may seek someone to overcome anger by casting out a spirit of anger. Now, with this, we start talking about just even with anger. Sometimes individuals feel that they could be cursed. They don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And sometimes people like doing what they do. When we start talking about some of these things and and casting out some of the things that are, are being done and said, I'm looking at this, and they go also into not only with casting out demons and casting out um, the wicked, I'm looking at something, and it says, we are told to put on the whole armor of God and stand against spiritual wickedness. And in Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, we're told to resist the devil. And in James 4, 7, do not give him room in our lives. And in Ephesians 4, 27, however, we are told how to cast out his demons out of others or that we should even consider doing so. Now, I'm just looking at some of these scriptures, and we start talking about deliverance, and we start talking about casting out things, but what are some of the strongholds that you may be feel, perhaps feel that you're holding on to, you're struggling with, you don't know how to let it go? I was looking at my Facebook the other day, and I saw my son had posted something about himself and how he had been delivered from some things. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. And I started to put on his, well, started to remind him when he was turned 18, I wrote on his birthday cake, welcome to manhood. And I know at the time he didn't know what that meant. And I knew he was going to be going through some things, but I wanted to let him know that this is a transition. Now, we started talking about deliverance, and I'm looking at some information in regards to what is the meaning of Christian deliverance, and this was perhaps written in either a book or a movie, but it says, when you hear the word Christian deliverance, uh, just deliverance, what do you think? When you Google the word, the word is used literally in the Old Testament, dependent upon your translation, but the word also appears only one or two times in the New Testament. And in all instances, it is generally interpreted Okay, okay, Tisha. It is generally interpreted in the context of physical release from captivity or bondage. Now, when we start talking about this bondage, it's interesting because I hear people talking about smoking. I hear people talk about gambling. And I want to say to my um, Pastor Dana Sale, I still haven't been to the casino, so I guess I've been delivered. So, <laughs> so that's the inside thing. Now, another thing we start talking about, the the word deliverance, is used extensively in the church. But many individuals believe that it has different meanings, dependent upon one's point of reference. It can become very confusing because many people associate it generally with freedom or release, as used generally in the Bible. Now, sometimes when we're talking about deliverance, Deliverance is more than winning the battle of the flesh because many individuals know we start talking about sin, the flesh can get people in trouble. 
So it is more than winning the battle of the mind. Deliverance is not being free from bad thoughts. And as we understand or should understand that spiritual warfare is an ongoing part of our walk as Christians, it ends only when we die or when the Lord Jesus returns from heaven. However, one of the things that many individuals focus on when they're talking about their ministry or how to become delivered is they try to be very clear and when they start talking about these different things. Now, I'm looking at something, and it's, a, it's called a and, a and, a and B counseling.com, and they have a ministry that they indicate delivers um, uh, driving out demons. Now, when we start talking about that, I, I find this to be very interesting because sometimes we say some things is demonic, Sometimes we say we know some things are man-made, but when we start talking about some of the trials and tribulations that we've been through, and like I said earlier, I'm looking at CNN as Attorney General Barr testifies before House lawmakers about some of the things that's been happening, and just even looking at them, listening to what they're saying and their spirits, and they're they're upset, and they, I mean, it's just so much going on. Till we need to be delivered. We need a spiritual healing. We need some things to happen. Now, I'm going to call the guy that's normally on the air with me because I haven't heard from him yet. And sometimes people know I will make phone calls because I do not like sitting up here talking on this radio all by myself. So let me give Mr. Curtis a call and see where Mr. Curtis is at. And if any of you want to call in, give me a call. 516 Oh, I got his voicemail. Okay, and let me send him a text and ask him, where are you? So we can talk about this. Let me see, where are you? It's kind of hard to text and talk and all this other stuff all at the same time, but we go get it done. Now, again, talking about deliverance and being delivered. I'm looking at some information. And, you know, when we, and what we're dealing with right now is not only a spiritual battle. Some individuals are dealing with some mental health issues. Some individuals are dealing with some behavioral issues. And what I'm looking at, it talks about depression, my spiritual battle for deliverance. Because when individuals are dealing with some things, sometimes they feel like they're all alone. Sometimes they feel like individuals do not care. Sometimes they feel like individuals may respond inappropriately. But one of the things when we're talking about being delivered from something is a longing for peace. And what happens is when individuals feel so overwhelmed, they can become despondent, they can get to the point to where they just want to give up. And the, the song that kept popping in my head was, Lord, deliver me. And I was like, okay, well, why is this the song I keep hearing in my head? I keep, you know, and, you know, because when you even think of the words, Lord, deliver me. Now, one of the things we start talking about this is it's a struggling to survive. Individuals are trying to make it because we know that life is going to march on, but when we have something on us or holding us down or stronghold or feel like we're in bondage, sometimes it's like, Lord, I, I can't, I can't, you know. 
and we start talking about the beginning of the end. Now, these are just some of the things that some individuals go through when they're trying to find some peace. Now, I have a caller calling on the line. Let me log this caller on. Good morning. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments. How are you doing? I'm fine. You, ma'am. How are you? I am doing well, Mama G. Thank you for calling me because I don't like talking to myself. I don't know how you do it on your Facebook Live just talking to yourself. That drives me crazy if I have when I'm on the air by myself. But I'm glad you called because today's topic is deliverance. And when we start talking about deliverance, a lot of times individuals get a misperception or they don't think that people can change. And when individuals say, I'm not who I used to be, I don't go where I used to go, how the Lord has touched and healed them and saved them, how they've been delivered from some of their stronghold. Let's talk about that because sometimes a lot of people are losing hope when it comes to being set free. So, Mama G, what's your take on this? Well, personally, I, it's an attitude, a perception of, of life. It's not so much what you if you have the mental right attitude, everything falls in place. Now, mm-hmm. I used to go clubbing by myself because, now remember, I grew up in the entertainment business. My mother worked for Motown. So I was mm-hmm. going to nightclubs at 15, watching my mother sing, watching my mother go to studios, go to concerts. So that social thing, I was used to. And then... Mm-hmm. I, I I was single, and, and, and then I had an aunt that party. Her middle name was Party, right? So she taught me the ins and outs of what not to do and what to do. Never, mm-hmm. never, go, never go to the club and get drunk to where you lose control of what you say and do. So it was, and so once I found the Lord, and got married, I said, well, Lord, now you know I still like to go dancing. So I went with my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, I just went with my husband. I didn't go I didn't go my, by myself or with my girlfriends because when you go with your girlfriends, you start having that loose attitude again, and that loose attitude will get you in trouble. So you only went, you only went with your husband. <laughs> so what? Uh, you know what, Mama G, let me tell you what's so funny when you said that. People know that know me. I've never really been a club person. The only way you go get me to a club is if you tell me where we're going to eat after the club. If we go going right. to eat afterwards, Jeanette is down. Jeanette go go. And when I would go to the club, I'm one that will fall asleep in the club. I'll go get me a little corner, go find me. Go, one time I sleep on the speaker. <laughs> they over there having a good time. They look up. I got my arm on the speaker. I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but then I wake up well, with the time to go. Where we going to eat? I'll go out. But it just that's well, never been my thing. Well, see, some people can't go because they don't have the control. So, you know, some mm-hmm. people say, when they just say they don't go to the nightclub because that's the devil's dance. I said, cool. you know, I used to stand up and say, that's not true. It's mm-hmm. your control. I used to tell him that in Sunday school. I said, wait a minute. The entertainment world was very lucrative to my mother. 
And mm-hmm. she would she would go she would go do what she had to do and come home and still bust our cookies for our parents' day at school. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And since y'all had to stand up for that, I, it's it's the it's the control. Like we would go to the Grammy Awards. We started going to the Grammy Awards in '89. And mm-hmm. the thing is, you you stay at the public parties. You don't go to those parties at the sweet hotel. That's where you get in trouble. You mm-hmm. go to the public party. You see, so I know how to control myself in, in that kind of environment. So it's the attitude. Now, I don't smoke anymore because I know smoking is bad for your health. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to think smoking was cool when I was younger, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And so and you know, a lot of things I stopped once I became a parent. And mm-hmm. so it's the attitude that you that that can deliver you from anything you want, but you have to have God help you and guide you with that attitude. Mhm. Well, you know, I I own an outpatient counseling center. So, and a lot of times I see individuals, especially with addictions, and you know, we tell individuals when they have drug and alcohol addictions, you need to be delivered. You need a spiritual cleansing. You need to let this stuff go. You know, and sometimes individuals have a strong hold on them. And even with any type of addiction, you know, we always say it's demonic, it's spirit. And the, what you were saying in regards to not only the club scene, I was like that when it came to casinos. Lord, when they opened up a chain, my mother was like, oh, Lord, please don't let you know there's a casino in Temecula. You know, <laughs> she was so afraid. I was going to the Batanga when it was just a tent, you know. But then I kind of lost the desire, didn't want to go. But I grew up in bookie joints, gambling, shooting dice as a kid. So I knew all of that. My family was gambling when they didn't have jobs. So if nothing else, I knew how to hustle. By that same token, I started having fun with it, but I know that it can be a problem. But when you start talking about something attacking you, whether it's from, you know, from an outside position or from something inside of your being, and you feel tempted to battle it directly against on all ways of self-deliverance, you can seek some service from another. Sometimes you can go and talk to people, but sometimes, Karen, you know when you are struggling with something, and I know I'll never forget, I'll be sitting in, um, I would be in Friendly Church of God in Christ, Friendly's Church of God in Christ, and Dr. Hammond would be talking about the casino and chips, and I used to be sitting next to folks, I'd be like, did you tell on me? Did you tell I'm going to the casino? I'm going anyway. Soon the church over with, I'm going straight to the casino. Girl, I would change clothes in the parking lot. That was back then when I was wearing my Sunday's best, girl. I would go from... Taking the dress off in the parking lot to put on my sweatsuit, girl. Going to Paula Casino, you know. The Sunday was my casino spot, but do you know that I don't even have a desire no more? It don't even, girl. Paula be sending me these little these little things like you got. I mean, certain amount of money, free play. You got this. You got, I don't even want the buffet. I'm like, mm-mm. I'm good. I'm good. Now, we all know someone who has some kind of attack on them, and they may not have the knowledge or the boldness to even be able to deal directly with what's on them. And sometimes it seems like, you know, they have no possible options. And sometimes we can try to pray for them, and especially when you have a loved one that you know is going through some things, you, you say, Lord, you need to be delivered. I know sometimes I'll be having to plead the blood of Jesus on writer. 
I just be looking at him like, Lord, deliver this child. <laughs> Lord, please help us. Lord, please <laughs> Now, sometimes we got to do what's called a self-deliverance on yourself. Because if you're up tempted and you think the attack is directly on you, you can do it for a friend, a family member, and if you are too afraid to do it, they do it do to do it to themselves. There are several good cases, what we call um, spiritual testimony, spiritual warfare, and I mean we all have a testimony because all Christians have the Holy Spirit inside of them, and they thus have what's called we call a supernatural power available to them to be able to directly engage in sometimes demonic spirits who may be attacking them. Now, when we start talking about demons and stuff like that, you know, I remember my grandmother was a Jehovah Witness, and her perception and my mother's perception was kind of different. But with my grandmother, anything bad, anything evil, she was like, I'm not playing with that. Where it seemed like my mother, man, we would just take chances. But the one thing I know is that the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit is real. Karen, what's your perception on that? In regards to just the power. Oh, it's real. Especially when I know mm-hmm. I'm doing something wrong and then something wrong happens, I'm like, uh oh. I'm getting punished. <laughs> uh oh. What is that? You know you ain't got no business doing that. You know you <laughs> You just feel convicted. Just feel convicted, like Lord. But it's a human flesh, girl, that'll make you do it. Because sometimes right. I'll get mad, and I want to get back. So I say, "Mm-hmm, I got your number. I'm gonna get you back." And then when I mm-hmm. do that, nothing happens to them, but everything happens to me because I have that close connection with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, uh, but he he made me mad today. You need to tell <laughs> him. <laughs> wow. And, he, you know. and I thought if he would act right and pay attention to me, I wouldn't have to do the things that I do. Mm-hmm. But, hey. Well, see, but that's where we try to justify things. That's where we try to find it. Uses in regards to why we doing certain things because we feel like if if we deliver it, everybody else should be delivered. If I'm not doing this, that nobody else should be able to do that either. But that's not always the case because a lot of times individuals don't know no better. And as a believer, we have to be a living testimony and a witness to individuals. You know, I'll never forget my son when um, my neighbor poisoned my dog. And my son knows, he knows, when I get mad, I'm mad. It's his own. But when my son didn't see me react and respond the way he thought it was, he said, Mom, you changed. Mom, what what happened? Because I've been delivered from that. I don't have to go out and, and do some of the things that I used to do. I don't have to say some of the things that I used to say. My whole mindset changed because, like you said, it's a change of attitude. And some of the things that you've been delivered from, you cannot go back to. Because if you go back to it, you might wind up in trouble. That might be what kills you. Oh, shut up. Don't say that. Because I'm going through something <laughs> right now. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's probably why you had to call in. Don't, don't you go back. 
If God delivered and set you free from something, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Okay, I'm going to try. But, you know, when somebody, <laughs> when somebody, like, Alfred mentally can't take up from himself, and when mm-hmm. somebody denies my son something, I'm ready to go and do whatever I have to do to get revenge. I am ready. But, Cameron, you know God says vengeance is mine. And I'm going to tell you something about that. You have to learn how to fight differently. Right when you said that, I, I got a text message from my daughter talking about mom, I'm on my way to probation. Because she knew I had to go take care of something with the Orange County Probation Department today. And I know I'll be having so many battles with Lord Jesus in Orange County. i just be like, Lord, just deliver me. So one of the things I do is I try to stay away from folks. That way I, they don't have to see me because I know they don't like me. I don't have to deal with it. I do what I got to do from behind the scenes because God has delivered me from a lot of different things. So you have to learn to fight differently. If you see your child being mistreated, girl, learn how to write you a letter. I can write a letter, girl, that'll make you swear Johnny Cochran came back from the dead. By the time I can finish writing, by the time I can finish connecting with the people that I have to connect with, and I say what I mean and I mean what I say, people listen where before they wouldn't pay me no attention. You got to deliver yourself, be delivered from that. Well... So just I'm don't praying. be going off, Karen. You know my word for you. You know, you know what I used to. Wait a minute, I'm, I'm gonna put it back out there, Karen. Karen, you know I used to call you the crazy cripple lady, right? I think my mama gave don't you that name. My mom. Don't tell everybody. I I, I speak with attachment. <laughs> wait a minute. You know what? No, because I'm sitting in my mama's house, right? And I don't know if oh. you remember my mother, but that's what she used to call you. <laughs> she used to say, where your friend at? I'm like, oh, the crazy cripple lady, y'all going to get in trouble. <laughs> so let me talk about what the definition of deliver. Deliver to set free, to, re- to release as from restraint, to set a liberty as to be delivered from captivity, to rescue or save. Deliver me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Because sometimes when you know that you're not being treated right and you know that things are being said, sometimes you do want revenge. But you know, Karen, what I realize is the best revenge is success. You know all that I yeah. went through with Orange County, with, I mean, not Orange County, with uh, Oceanside Unified School District. I didn't just keep seeking revenge. Girl, I kept it pushing. So now when I want to go and I want to go sit on boards or when I want to go to meetings, Girl, half the people don't even know I'm still in Oceanside. They thought they had ran me out years ago, and I'm still ah. there. <laughs> and up. you know where I come from. You saw me driving a school bus. You saw the things that I went through. But I was delivered and healed and set free from a lot of things because I'm going to go back to that Psalms again when it says Psalm 71, 4, deliver me, oh, my Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Also, when you talk about deliverance, it's to give or transfer to put into the put into another hands or power to commit to pass from one to another. Thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hands, and that's in Genesis. And then also, 
So we say to deliver goods to a carrier, to deliver a letter, to, you know, we want to make sure what things are delivered that way is a different way. Now, when we start talking about being delivered from, from our transgressions to, you know, to change our mindset, and I'm not seeing it easy, Karen. I'm, I'm really not because sometimes people can just try to push your buttons, but then there's also yeah. the you can't Okay, the there you easy. go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> There you go. You cannot push a button that don't exist. So when you know that they can't push you there, take you there, hey, you ain't got to worry about it because you know you've been delivered. You have been delivered. Okay? Now, Okay. You said we got to talk off the air about this one because you still got you still kind of mad. But we, we we we'll talk about it. You let me know what they did to him. I'll help you fight that one. Okay. Now when we start talking about deliver and to deliver yourself, sometimes individuals they try to seek help, they try to go seek counsel, and sometimes when individuals don't tell you what you want to hear, sometimes you may become more frustrated. Sometimes we just gotta sit still. Sometimes we well, gotta find some peace. Well, that's what happened between. Well, you know, the the there was a time where me and my daughter weren't communicating, and mm-hmm. that frustrated me so much. She mm-hmm. went. Someone told her that she wasn't black enough, and you remember, I came mm-hmm. to you, and so hey, you- for years. God to forgive me for it. Whatever I did that wasn't complete because I thought he was punishing me for the way my daughter was acting when she got 19 and, and, and a demon came into her life. A Shaniqua mm-hmm. came into her mm-hmm. life and told her she wasn't black enough. And girl, that was a whirlwind. And then mm-hmm. so the flash took over and mm-hmm. I couldn't talk to her. Because if I talked to her, I was going to get a gun, and I don't know who was going to be alive after I got the gun. Well, because you have invested so much in your daughter, and then your daughter was trying to fit in into the world, and she didn't. She was trying to find her way, and then she was getting the taste of being grown, and then she had to come back and humble herself because she went through some things. She really did. Like I said, we all got a testimony of what some of the things that we've been delivered from. So I, yeah, I, I was around. I was definitely around, and I know that that hurt. But sometimes when we talk about um, self to deliver yourself, sometimes people got to go through some things. Now we don't want to, our kids to experience any harm, hurt, or danger. I remember my friend um, Delano. He, oh my God, one time he had me cracking up when he was going through some with his daughter. He said, "Lord, get her, but just don't kill her." So <laughs> meaning you go get, you go get, but just don't kill her. You know, and I, that's the way what I thought when I saw my son had posted something. Because I was like, well, why am I supposed to be talking about deliverance? And my son had posted on Facebook some of the things that he had been delivered from. And I'm like, he finally got it. He finally, at 35. But, girl, I had to turn him over to the Lord because I was like, with you, what you just said about your daughter, that's how I was with him. I, he and then, I'm ready to move. And, you know, and, you know, I had to remind her. I was like, you don't have a normal life. You never will. Your life is in your name, and what you did is in history. So mm-hmm. you just can't act 
the fool and think nobody is going to research you, find you out, and blast you all over the. I had to remind her of who she was, and she can't mm-hmm. live that kind of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she, so she snapped out of it, and then that's when she started traveling and being a, a big-time background singer and went to Europe and across the country. But then, mm-hmm. you know, some some things, you, you know, you just have to pray about it. And she started having kids with, you know, I, I my choice God. for a son-in-law was not her choice for a husband. But you have to let them go through that, too. And oh, so, uh, oh, your friend, your, your, your other son that you used to take to school I was think. telling me in the doorway to calm down. No, I said settle down. Settle down. Tell Alfred. No, I said hello. Tell him we just doing radio. We just tell him we just doing radio. We just doing radio. She needs to hear my voice. I'm not. I'm not excited. No, anyway. Okay, fine. You don't have to do casting. But anyway. That's right. So, but so I had to pray. I had to pray and and tell God to deliver me for trying to uh, say, Lord, you need to do this. Oh, I said her name. I'm not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 child, stop doing this. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, I would say, uh, you weren't raised like this. Why are you doing mm-hmm. this? So once I had to ask the Lord to deliver me from her and I prayed for her to be the parent that you want her to be, Mm-hmm. You and that's you. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. And, that, and you know what? Kim, mm-hmm. That's very powerful because there's six steps that I want to give the listeners some information. We're talking about that deliverance, and we have to first study it. We got to get full of the Bible truth regarding the facts that you are full of God's supernatural power. So we got to know what that's about, and we have to study to sow thyself approved. Another thing is we got to know it. When we know it, mean know what you are dealing with and face it. Call it what it is. Sometimes we got to write it down on paper. Then accept what God has to say about it and hold on to that truth. And John 8, 31, 32 says, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now, like you talk about with your daughter, when I was dealing with my son, but my son didn't have to go through some of the things that he went through. He didn't have to go through some of the trials and tribulations that he went through. But when he started choosing those trials and tribulations, Karen, and you know as God is my witness, I was not going to let him take me under. I wasn't going to let him stress me out. I wasn't going to make me catch a case. And I wasn't going to be the one constantly bailing him out of trouble. So another thing is when we start talking about knowing, so you got to know what you're dealing with, even if it's in your child or within you, your husband, or whomever, and you got to speak it. Start talking about how you have the power to overcome it. Not do this not only when the pain or pressure is on it, but are on you or not on you, but especially when it's up on you. The more you speak deliverance, the more you will solid it will solidify in you. And declare that you are an anointed vessel of God, well able to drive out certain things, whether the demon, whether the problem, and command the problem to be removed from your life. 
And Matthew 21, 21 says, But also, if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast unto the sea, it shall be done. So sometimes, Karen, we got to speak it into our children's life. We got to pray on it. We got to resist it. Now let's talk a little bit about speak it. How would you speak oh. it into your daughter's life to get her to change or to get the situation, to get her, but get the situation? Because the situation did turn itself around. But how did you speak on it? Uh, I just, well, I looked at that uh, movie about that woman playing in the in the closet, mm-hmm. and I so I used to write that prayers down, and I was gonna put them up in my closet and just pray, say that prayer every day, and then I just stopped thinking about. Then I started thinking about my life, and I started mm-hmm. thinking about other things. I started thinking about my foundation, uh, Alfred. Uh, just other things And I started mm-hmm. getting busy With other things and I said Lord she's in your hands Please mm-hmm. She's a parent now She can't rip and run and tour anymore She's got to be a good parent Remind her Of how she was raised And so I have to admit That She hasn't gotten many of the Social uh, uh, she cut down a lot of social stuff because now she had well she Christian graduated and he's been mm-hmm. offered to go to the music school of Berkeley, but they couldn't do it online. The young mm-hmm. two one, uh, my granddaughter got the principal award of excellence of the year and her son EJ got on the honor roll. So I mm-hmm. said, Well, Lord, she's a good educational parent. So mm-hmm. I, and so now we don't we don't talk about there's only certain subjects we talk about. Mhm. You know. And I let her call me. I don't mm-hmm. call I when I do text her and I see her on Facebook and I um communicate there but we, I know there's certain subjects I'm not going to discuss with her because her kids did well in school, so that's a plus. So whatever else she does. And then my mother, since my dad died, the kids come to her house on the weekends, so Laura does whatever she has to do um, mm-hmm. musically-wise, socially-wise, on the weekends without the kids. But, you know, me, I'm like, now, you weren't supposed to use my mama like that, but hey, <laughs> what can I say? You know, it's funny when you said that, and then getting into pray it, and not only speak it, I remember when my mother, before my mother passed, my mother, I found my mother's Bible. Girl, my mother's Bible was woe out. It was toe up, written up, marked up, stuff all in the middle of it, girl. My mother told me, she said, Jeanette, I wrote this Bible out praying for you. <laughs> I was like, hey, was I that bad? <laughs> I wrote this Bible out praying for you. So, I mean, I must have gave her the blues when I was going growing up. Now, when we start talking about prayer, spend time every day in prayer about it. 
Talk to God in faith and with confidence. Mixed and contrite heart. Pray in tongues every day. This is such a powerful key to the supernatural. And Luke twenty two forty six says, rise and pray. Least ye enter into temptation. Karen, can you explain what that means? Lean into temptation? Mm-mm. Rise and pray. Lease ye. Oh, rise lease and ye. pray. Mm-hmm. Because people's interpretations may be different. I mean, I'm thinking of it, get up, pray. When you go to sleep, pray. When you rise up, pray. You know, because sometimes we, and it talks about spend some time every day in prayer about it. You know, you don't want to, if, if you start seeing some change, don't just keep harboring over things. Because there's a certain thing, and I used to always tell my clients either, also, if you go worry, don't pray. If you go pray, don't worry, but don't do both. Because a lot of times, individuals can think that a person is spending too much time on one subject. So when it said rise and pray, I wanted to know what your perception of that was. Okay. My perception is, okay, you rise, you ask the Lord. Well, there's three steps I used to pray for. I was taught you pray, you give praise to God for creating the earth and the mm-hmm. birds and the breeze and the air you breathe. And then you pray for supplication. That means you ask him to supply all your needs according to his riches. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. no, first, well, first, well first, first, first you ask for forgiveness in deed and in sight. And in action, please mm-hmm. erase whatever I've done that wasn't pleased to you today, Lord. That's in mm-hmm. my mind, in my speech, in my in my in, in, in my uh, my walk. Please forgive mm-hmm. me. You know I'm only human. I'm I'm made of flesh, and I know mm-hmm. I have the Holy Spirit, but sometimes, Lord, I get weak. Then I ask Him. To supply everything I need. I praise him for everything that he has given me. I praise him that he has, he, has, he has allowed me to still be alive and see another day that I'll never see again. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So, and so then once I pray for a certain problem and I, and I see progress, I start praising him for the mm-hmm. progress. And then sometimes you just have to praise him because there's a storm because you know he's going to bring you out. Whatever the storm yep. is, he's going to bring you out. Like, perfect example, I've raised four different children in this house. I even lost my third one. When Mr. Parks, who owns World Tune Radio, heard my story, he said, you need to have a podcast. I, and I said, but I don't have a, um, I, don't, I, I didn't study parent behavior. He said, no, you lived it. Mm-hmm. You, live, you lived it. Your, your child is the, the original, famous voice of a classic movie of all time. You have a son that's mentally challenged, but he is a a talented drummer that has played at Sin- Sympathy Hall in San Diego. 
who plays mm-hmm. for a college now in a band. Your third child made history. He was the first African-American cadet who, who was chaplain for three years. Who had who, who was on the front page of the paper? Who was who was who who whose section of face and time in the North County Times paper was dedicated to him? A full front page was dedicated mm-hmm. to him. And then you know, and he says, and you're raising your nephew who had who had life and educational challenges. And he graduated with a three-point grade point average, was offered to play football, but he has a secure job at a, at a grocery store. I mean, mm-hmm. no one has died. I mean, no one has been on drugs or been in jail, you know. So you have a perfect show. And so, see, when I, when I changed my attitude about my, my problems in my family life, God open the door for me to use it as a ministry and as a talk show for my show. So mm-hmm. he is powerful. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Karen? A lot of times people don't realize that even when I do the um, Precious Predicament, Precious was my mother's um, nickname. And you know all the hell and trials and tribulations, and, and I could laugh about it. I could talk about it. Because I've been delivered from some things. And I'm not saying it was all bad, because I can't say growing up in Compton my life was this, because, no, I've never been on drugs. I've I never been in a gang. I didn't do all those things. But it was the attitude. It, it was attitude. And when we start talking about deliverance, we have to learn how to resist some things, to resist it. Oh, yeah. Meaning, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I'm still going through that. Girl, girl, honey, it, it comes and gets you. You got to learn how to avoid things you used to do that cause you to fail or feel discouraged. Meaning, if it's you're dealing with depression, you got to avoid those or resist those depressive thoughts. If it's anxious thoughts, if it's a, a, a person, if it's a if it's alcohol, or no matter what it is, sometimes you have to change habits, locations, schedules, and relationships. Because see, we didn't even talk about that, Karen. But sometimes people need to be delivered from some relationships. You know, because there can be some relationships that can be toxic and pulling you down, be it of marriage, you know, whether it's dealing with a job or, or whatever the case or whatever the relationship is. And you have to replace evil with good, negative with positive, and also tell strongholds to lead in the name of Jesus. Girl, honey, it takes Shirley Caesar to do that. When I said that, I'm thinking about Shirley Caesar with that, strong, with that song she got that she put out. Now, James 4, 7 says, submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But you got to resist him. A lot of times, Karen, one of the things that I find is when individuals start talking a lot of things that they want to be delivered from or they say they want to be delivered from, they really don't want to let it go. Any That's comments true. In to- That's true. Mm-hmm. That is so They're- true. But it's the flesh that um, that is it, it because the flesh because whatever you don't want to let go makes you happy. You want to keep it. And you want to justify like, well, God, I need this. It keeps me sane. It keeps me sane. It makes me happy. No one has to know. I've heard that mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mhm. <laughs> 
are you only as dark, you only as sick as your sickest secret? You know, okay, but what happens when it's no longer a secret? So we got to learn to resist something and connect it. We all need to be connected with other believers. Now, not so that they can um, do our deliverance, praying, and spiritual work for us, but so the anointing in them can draw off the anointing in us. So you have to connect yourself to like-minded people, meaning if you don't want to go to the bars, don't hang out with a lot of people that you know are alcoholics because they go send you to the bar. You know, if I know I don't want to go to the casino, I'm not going to be sitting up there trying to hang out with a lot of people that I know like playing slot machines. So there is also in Proverbs 27:17 says, iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Now those are just some of the things that, you know, individuals can do in regards to trying to find self-deliverance. Or deliver yourself, but you've got to do the work, you know. And I know that there's a lot of individuals here that are here based on the prayers of their parents or their grandparents, people that prayed for them. I get that, but by that same token, we got to learn how to pray for ourselves. Now, I'm looking at some information, Karen, and I want to go over this with you. And this is basically coming from is Prince Hanley, the voice of excellence, on how to be delivered. Because individuals will first say, well, I can't do it. My sister used to do that. Well, I can't. I used to ask her, if you can't, how come I can't? Or why do you think I can if you can't do it? Now, when we start talking about how to be delivered, deliverance belongs to you. To be delivered is to set free, and Jesus said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, and that's in John eight thirty two. And if you know Jesus as your Lord, not talking about, you know, all this other stuff, and when they start talking about it, you have to study the word of God. Now, to obtain freedom in Christ is to obtain freedom from Satan and all of his demon spirits, and then you will be free indeed. But this is what they indicate, Karen, that you have to ask the following question. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Is there any unforgiveness in your heart? So we're going to go back to that unforgiveness. Oh, Jesus, don't go there. Don't go there. Let's say that. Let's say something else. Jesus, let's say something else. I got you, Karen. Something told me to go there. I got to go there, Karen. Am I involved in or have a That's my question. When you, when you, as a, you know, I I, I used to tell my Christian sisters at the church I attend now, you know, Because I work and play in anybody's band. He knows music. 
he has that sound. He's been playing playing drums for years. But when we start right. talking about, is there any unforgiveness in your heart? And this is the thing, though, Karen, they don't know no better. And they're looking at him and they're judging his ability because when Alpha want to praise the Lord, Alpha go praise the Lord whether you preaching or you stop preaching. Alpha go get up and he go shout. <laughs> I've seen him do it as a boy and I've seen him do it as a teen and I've seen him do it as a grown man. Alpha go praise the Lord because it's in him. And sometimes you got to forgive people because they don't know no better. You know, because holy oh, no, no. do but eat you up. And make you mad, and they looking at you now. You know went off, and now you looking like you just you you just this mean old overprotective mama, but it's not even that. So when we start talking about the unforgiveness, we have to pray to God and ask Him for forgiveness, and we also have to renounce Satan and tell the devil that you no longer want anything to do with him or his works or workers. Meaning, mm-mm, get, get, get that away from me. Nope, don't, I ain't, I'm not listening to you. And sometimes I have to do that because I know how my mother was. My mother was a, a hot mess. Sometimes I'll say things or do things. My daughter will look at me and be like, you know you're acting like your mama. You know you <laughs> shared all my life. That was one thing I've tried not to do. So now, do you feel you need someone to assist you with deliverance? You can pray. You can ask God to lead you to a spirit-filled church or a place of worship. You can also find other individuals or ministers who believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit or whatever you choose to worship. And you also have to remember that the Holy Bible is God's words in entirety. And, you know, there's certain things you got to believe in because my thing is this, Karen, you can't go have one foot in, one foot out. And that's one of the things that I hear individuals do. And I'm going to speak on that because it, to me, it's like in moder- it's, I want to do it in moderation, meaning I want to be delivered from it, but I don't want to be totally delivered from it. I just want to do it just a little bit. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. I just a little bit, just a little bit. Just, I don't want all of it to be taken away. You know, can I just do it just a little bit? And you know, Karen, and that's sad, but that is so true. And that's where we get in trouble. We need to speak on that. Because even when we look at our children and we look at our teens, we look at our society, that is a issue. What's your take on that? Yes, Miss Karen. That alone, darling. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I mean, because, you know, Getting back when you do me wrong, that's like, that. oh, I got to do something. Oh, now I got to get you back. You know, and, <laughs> I got to get you back. I but do you to. really have to, do you really you have to get them back? Huh? Do you really have to get them back? If God says vengeance is mine, do you really? If the battle is not yours, it's the Lord. When they don't know when they mess up with a child of God, there's going to be some consequences. Do you really got to waste your time? Because I've learned what? now, girl, I don't, mm-mm. I'll roll over and go to what sleep. So that, that, see, that's the flash part. And so, like, there's certain things I start, you know, Satan can really get in your mind 
And so I have mm-hmm. to talk to myself every day and say, okay, don't think that. No, you're not going <laughs> to do that. No, Karen. So I think about something. And that works for me. I start talking loud while I'm driving. And I say, okay, no, you can't do that. That'll be wrong. You know, I start talking to myself of the reasons why you shouldn't do that. That's uh-huh. what helps me. When I start talking <laughs> loud about it, <laughs> I'll be saying it. No, Karen, don't think like that. You know, he pissed you off. Yes. You don't know why he does that. You know, how can I? Like, I'm going I'm to let, I'm going Use Eddie as an example. Now, mm-hmm. he's a responsible worker. You know, uh, one employee about my age came up to me and said, Eddie's a good boy. And I'm like, yes, yeah, he's boy. a good young man, mm-hmm. not a boy. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's that mentality of that systematic racism in the limbo. Yep. He can't be a young man. He can't be a young man. He's always going to be a boy in that old white man's mind. Yeah. But something that's, that's, what I, that's, what I, that's why I said, and I had to learn, Karen, people just don't know no better. Like I said, you've been around me, and I've never felt threatened, judged, couldn't be myself. I've always been the same genetic ever since you've known me in the 80s, where sometimes individuals can have a perception of who they think they are or who they No, no. So when we know that we've been delivered from some things, we can humble ourselves. We don't care what other people think or say about us. We're not going to let you disrespect us, but by that same time, we don't have to go there. And see, and so... Once I got that scripture that I was beautifully made, I said, mm-hmm. praise him because I was beautifully made by him. And mm-hmm. then I looked over my life, and, you know, the, and I would start my self-esteem for one for a minute. I was trying to fit into everything because my disability I said, I don't fit in because I'm black, I'm just a I'm just a I have a, a physical challenge. But then God started blessing me through my children. I'm the mm. only mother of the original singing voice of Nala. Nobody else is. I'm the only mother of a a man a young man who made history at the most prestigious school on this side of America. Mm-hmm. Nobody him but me. Mhm. You know what? The kid takes me back. See, I, I love, I love gospel songs, and you know that one when they talk about, "I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through." Girl, oh, we don't like what we've been through, and that's how we know we've been delivered from some things. We've been set free for some things, and we used to talk about our kids. Now we talk about our grandkids, and we just pray we live long enough to talk about our great grandkids. You know, so we ran out of time on the show. Karen, I want to thank you for joining me. 
And again, today's topic was deliverance. So I want you to know that you can be delivered and set free. You do not have to continue to live in bondage, have that stronghold on you, because there is a man. There is a God. You need to to get that young man's contact again. I think I lost it. So send it to me again. And then, so when you're coming back in the ocean side, because we can have lunch at my favorite spot. And, you know, black folks are jealous of me because I'm a member of that (laughs) special spot. (laughs) I know. Let me know when you want to go. I'm normally, just let me know today because I've been working more from home or telehealth or I I haven't really, I've not been to the office. But, um, you know what, I'm starting to enjoy this because, remember, I retired at 33 the first time. So now I'm finally really starting to feel like I am retired because I'm like um, what um, Denzel Washington said in the movie The Great Debater, I did what I had to do, so now I can do what I want to do. So I can really Shut do up. what I want to do. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. I preach the word now. I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. I don't have all those restrictions on me now. And I thank the Lord for that. You need to text me your personal number because we need to talk. I'll do that because I still got the same phone number. I never changed it. I still got the same number for 30-something years. I'll do that. I'll I'll put it on Facebook because I thought I had your number, but I'll give it to you. But I want to let the listeners know again. Thank you for listening to us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, and Karen will do more shows. Okay? Yes. You can can ask Mama G on Facebook at 7 o'clock every Sunday. Okay. So how would they find your Facebook channel? I don't think it's just on Mama G. I think they got to go to your regular Facebook in order to, unless you have another page. No, I have a Facebook page, Mama G. It's a emoji face. It's emoji face okay. with, uh, with with me with an afro. Type okay. in Mama G in Oceanside, and you can see me. In fact, I have a Twitter account. I don't even know how to use. Jesus, I got to <laughs> learn how to use that. <laughs> I did the same thing with my Twitter. I have my granddaughter set up my Twitter. <laughs> well, again, thank you for joining us, and I'm going to call you right now, Sarah. So until remember, okay, remember, love remember you. you got this. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.